Welcome to the Ramon Foster Show. And it is Victory Monday here on the Ramon Foster Show. Oh, wait, it's not Victory Monday. Look at what you're wearing. Well, it's not for some. I told you after Saturday, I would be cool. I'm fine, okay? It doesn't matter that Eddie's behind the scene and he can see me wearing this UT orange right now. (laughs) Hey, there was a lot of H2P. I didn't know what that mean because I didn't hear anybody really said. All I heard was like, go Vols. (laughs) That's the last one. There. Okay. Well, nonetheless, uh, the, the Pitt Panthers did prevail Saturday despite the vocal and visible support of Ramon Foster near the Tennessee sideline. Just letting everybody hear it. Go it was Vols. really nice to have you here. I'm not going to lie. I appreciate it, man. Uh, of course, we're get to Cincinnati as it was an ugly win, but it was still a dub. Let me tell you, it was good. It was fun. I told you when I saw you at the shop, man, it felt weird being back because it's been a little while, you know, and you don't think much of it. But every time I've come there, I've had to, you you know, go to the facility. I had a, I had a mission. This time I was in fan mode and I was just like, well, I guess this is what I do then. I sit back and enjoy it. And everybody pretty much said the same thing, man. I was uh, very appreciative of the love, the conversations, and and just everything that came along with that this past weekend. Now, it was really, really cool. Uh, you mentioned Cincinnati. I just got back from Cincinnati. Uh-oh. And, Moan, yeah. you know, th- there, are, there are wins, there are losses, and then there are wins that kind of feel like losses. And when – Despite the outcome, yeah. Despite you know Minka Fitzpatrick's brilliance, I mean brilliance, not not excessive use of the term here. Yeah, uh, it's just without T.J. Watt, without Najee Harris, uh, with you know having them for the foreseeable future, mm-hmm. it's it 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 does it does resonate, doesn't it? It does, man. It it does. You feel that. And as high as you want to be about that dub in Cincinnati, you still got to face the fact that, look, there's still 16 games left to play. And you may be without some really good soldiers. One of those being T.J. Watt. We don't know yet. Nobody's updated us. Nobody Uh, knows. T.J. doesn't know. By the way, if you're listening to any reports about anything about, oh, it's been now it's going to be four weeks. Now it's going to be six weeks and whatever else. Nobody knows. You know why? Because TJ is having his second and third round of tests on Tuesday. Yeah. Okay. Today is Monday. So TJ doesn't even know. Sorry, just wanted to get that out. And the reason is because those MRIs take a long time. And maybe he's got to fly to what we call a specialist that can really break down what's going on and what's the best thing for his body, his future, and for the Steelers, too. So, um, but you you leave without, you know, TJ. And and then you also have Najee go down and Mason Cole go down. I love to say that's AFC ball, but I actually hate that, you know, like, there's and then there's others that went down in the game too. You're just like, okay, we got a new team. And, and Levi and it, Wallace, we got to yeah. throw him in there too. And it didn't look particularly good with the ankle. No, it didn't. And like I said, you you start off the team, start off the season with uh, a team that you're ready to go to war with as far as week in and week out, and you find yourself having to scramble and find different ways to remake your team simply because you're without some of your starters almost initially as the season starts, man. Uh, the best thing about that is you have the ability to let those guys grow into those roles of being new starters. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest now, Jalen Warren, 
gotta step up. Like that's just what we that's that's where we are right now. And that whole entire defense gotta supplement those twenty plus sacks that TJ Watt was clearly on his way to getting again. You know, and then on the back end of the coverage with Levi potentially being out for at least a week or two, in, in a sense, like this could be. Um, it could be a challenge. It was already a challenge, DK. How do you deal with it as a player, though, because that's a different thing. You know, I mean, I guess the best parallel that I can come up with is the obvious, which is losing Ben early on in 2019. Yeah, and I got it. I'm going to share with people here something from the from the inside, meaning inside the locker room when yeah. Ben was hurt, and you guys kind of had an idea. And you know, we're over there, we're sniffing around the reporters, <laughs> we're trying to find out what you know, and you're like. We'll see. Even though you knew everything, I don't know how yeah. this goes. But you had to know uh, that it was going to have a significant impact on your season because it happened mm-hmm. so early. How did you like say? Well, listen, like you just said, there's X number of games left. Yeah. Um, initially, you get that sunken feeling of golly, this can't be real. You know, and, and players played those same games as fans do. You play those tricks on your mind like, man, is is it over? Are we going to be fine? Well, what's next? And then reality hits you or you got to go into meetings and then you realize, well, it's going to take all of us. And that, that's, of course, is a team minded mindset and thing to say. But it really is just that you look to young guys and say, you need to step your you know what up. You look at your your guys to your left and your right if you're playing on offensive lines. Like, look, we got to carry this load. We got to be the reasons why we're winning. And, and guys on that defense have to say the exact same thing. It's got to be a guy like Alex Highsmith that's who had a really good game. Okay, three sacks. Come on, two in the first four minutes. Come on, and they were bull rushes, Moan. He didn't out clever anybody. No, he straight up kicked butt, man. Yeah. And with that being said, it's that that's got to happen. Another guy, as far as you know, that role of getting home, like Terrell Edmonds, has to be one of those guys that kind of step up again. Like I'm saying, the most obvious takes, but it's guys that are just forced to grow up. I'll say this: when Marquise went out, or if Ben was out, like I feel like my leadership stepped up, my play stepped up. Uh, guys around me, their sense of urgency stepped up a lot. Like. TJ is a superstar in this league. That's the side I'm more worried about anything. I almost feel like Jalen Warren is going to be fine. I feel like Benny can do the job, too, when it comes down to guys getting reps. I'm not afraid of that. Let's not forget that they picked up Malik Reed a week before the season, and now that looks like... Yeah, a like, guy with 13 sacks over the last two years for the Broncos, a younger guy, presumably yeah. with the arrow pointing up and everything. This is what I want to know, though. Okay, I'm, I want mm-hmm. this mental thing because there there feels like a disconnect. I'm going to tell you this. I'm okay. going down the elevator from the press box in Cincinnati, and I'm, you know everything, everything in our comment section everywhere is doom and gloom and everything. And I'm not going to lie, I'm kind of thinking the same thing. Season <laughs> shot, right? And I go into your room. You know what I'm going to say here? Uh-huh. I go into the visitors' locker room, and it's woo, yeah. and they're dancing, and the head coach is yeah. dancing with Marcus Allen and everything else. And I go. How do they do that? How does that focus hold like that? DK, you just got to keep going. If not, you'll be frigging 1-16 and 16 on the season. There is no time to harp on that. Of course, there'll be group chats talking about it. Guys are just in the meeting rooms resetting on Wednesday. You have those conversations about where we need to be, what we need to do, who needs to do what. But DK, there's no time for that. 
Like there's zip, like zero sympathy. What do I always say? He, uh, Coach Tomlin says, people either don't want to hear about your problems or glad yeah, you glad got you them. And there's a guy that wears number 90 <laughs> that somebody next week is glad he's not going to be on the field, DK. Oh, my goodness. When we come back, you will not want to miss this segment that we're going to have uh, about touchy. the Steelers running back situation. Trust me on this. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show. Of course, there's another very important player who was hurt Sunday in Cincinnati, and that's Najee Harris. And Moan, with the the Liz Frank injury that was supposed to be not all that serious in training camp, he was moved along very, very slowly um, by every account, by every measure that we're getting from the inside, it's either a recurrence or an aggravation. The fact that he was declared out of the game, yeah. at the juncture of the game there, like this, was not a great sign. Yeah. Um, how much would they miss him as long as we're on these subjects here? Najee's dynamic. Uh, he's a pro bowler. He's a workhorse. Uh, again, I think this foot injury may have been something to do with that just in general. I'm not sure. I'm not a doctor, but uh, I was somewhat happy at portions of the game when Jalen Warren was in and Najee didn't go in for the entire series, you know, before the injury had happened. The way he got bent back was just like, oh, well, that type of injury is going to happen with his, you know, with his lower body whenever they fully diagnose it, man. But how hard is it to replace? I'll say this about this game. Uh, I know a lot of people when I gave out my grade, they were just like, you should have been hard on the offensive line. And I'll say this public perception becomes reality. But I looked at that game, of course, with a with a with a magnifying glass on what should be done, how you can do it and 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 what was actually did. I thought it was a fair game for them. I will say this. The rushes for the game, trash, okay? Just in general. And that isn't just an offensive line type of situation. Rushing. No, it isn't. And, and we, we're, we're actually going to be the only people talking about this, Moan. I have a yeah, feeling. Come okay? on. Because I'm sorry. I'm getting a little bit weary of rush running backs lines, specifically Najee's lines, meaning his, his stats his, lines his at the path. end of the game. It's 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 15 carries for 25 yards or whatever. And Moan, you tell me you're the you're the NFL offensive lineman for for 11 years. Are there ever holes that just aren't getting hit? There are a lot of the time we have a running joke in the offensive line room. Don't be running up my back. Well, why? Because I'm I'm creating a pathway. Yeah, absolutely. We used to mess around with some of the running backs. I'm like, we got to get one of those back flaps that quarterbacks wear so you don't run up my back. And I know a lot of people's like, well, if they run up your back, then we get more yards. No, that's not how this works. No. There's one 300-pounder. Go around me. No, go around me or find the crease. Let the line move, and then you cut back. I watched Jalen Warren and Najee Harris both be get the ball and run into darkness. I know you've heard that term before simply because uh, and it's not a matter, honestly, of the offensive line not moving people around. If you look back at that film, they were moving bodies around. It was a few times it was a run to the left, DK, and they ended up bouncing it for no particular reason when there was a cutback. And I'm thinking to myself, no. And you know what? Everybody was going to say one yard in a cloud of dust for the offensive line. No, that is a running back thing. Why is one of those things they say he has good feet? He secures the ball well. And you know what else they say, DK, when it comes? comes down to running backs mm. oh he's got good vision oh you're allowed to have good vision too you, here's the thing here's the thing here listen i'm not going to pretend here 
at least speaking only for myself here, that the offensive line has like exactly kicked anybody's rear Come end on. Okay, on the run on the run blocking front. And by the it, way, it, before you go, that I saw this in the locker room and Chooks, of course, was joking around with me. He was like, oh, Moan said we trash. I said, well, did I lie about what I saw? Okay. And there was no rebuttal to it. You can like, if, if it's bad, DK, we gonna call it that, right? If it's no, good, it's-, it's good. And I saw some good out of this offensive line this past Sunday. Go ahead. I didn't mean to. No, no, no. That's, it's, that. they, 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 I thought their pass protection was good. We talked about this. I talked with Chooks. I talked with Kevin Dotson. I talked with Mason Cole. Uh, and they felt, and these guys haven't been BSing me even through the struggle. As a whole, when right. you say this. Pass Pro was there for the most part. It wasn't great, but it was a lot better. I saw okay. the same plays that everybody else saw and, where people were missing blocks. Yeah, I saw that, and, but it wasn't a lot. No, Dotson, Dotson said something I thought, and I had really made a mental note of, to myself in the moment that he said it to me to share it with you, and I'm going to do it right here. He said the difference, and he said this with conviction, the difference in this game and the other things that we've been doing is that when something went wrong, we knew exactly what it was. Yeah. And I couldn't believe he admitted that because it's it's a heck of a, that's that's the extent to which these guys have been honest with me, and I appreciate mm-hmm. it. Okay, he said we knew exactly what went wrong and how to fix it, and we talked about it. And when we talked about it to the guy to my left or to my right, it was understood what yeah. was wrong. This is a group that's coming together. Yes, but moan. A running game also involves gasp a running back <laughs> and you referenced the report card that you're doing by the way for our website for anybody who doesn't know on dk pittsburgh sports moan's doing one uh, in written form right after yeah. every game and one of the comments that i found interesting in there came from a reader who said that when he watches naji go into the, the up the backs of the offense darkness line, yeah into the darkness that it feels like he's running the play that was supposed to be there as opposed to the play that is there. And he mm-hmm. compared him to Le'Veon Bell. I'm not sure I want to go. Lev is one of a, I mean, such a different type of runner. But Lev never, almost never went to the hole that was in the script. Right. No. And and that's the part where I'm speaking of when it comes down to vision. Like you can if if I move my guy one foot and a half, I've won the line of scrimmage. It's on you from there. If we as a unit are moving in cohesion together on the same level and there is nobody touching you before you get to the line of scrimmage, the rest on you ducking your head and trying to push into our backs, that's not an efficient way of running. If you want to see a running back that did that has good vision, I'll be honest with you. I watched Saquon, Saquon Barkley this weekend. Oh, my. Similar run scheme. It simply was left, right, some gap pulling in the space. You got to be able to get to the line of scrimmage and create a little bit for yourself, too. It's the way offensive line works isn't look, move bodies to to make a running lane. Like, yes, we're creating it as we move forward. But if you commit to the line of scrimmage as we're still moving bodies and you duck your head and don't use your vision, that's a you problem. Again, I can trash the OL as much as you want me to, but I guarantee you this, when it comes down to to how I looked at it, I gave them a C minus because it wasn't always on them. I hear you. I hear you. That's a uh, they're uh, they're unusual to to analyze. That's and for the, sure. You you they were really hitting are. on something a second ago too. You said Dotson told you what? Look, we were able to correct it 
like right then right and there. there. Right there. And and with that being said, having the pads on the sideline, but also we spoke about this. The biggest issue with this group of OL is this. They haven't been together long enough to grab that type of cohesion that says we're five as one. This is going to come with mistakes. This is going to come with a bunch of give and take of saying, all right, we got to fix this. That's done. We're not replacing that anymore. Oh, I had an issue here. Nice. Oh, we need to communicate more here. Fine. That's that. Now, let's look at this again, DK. On the opposite side of the sideline, there's a team by the name of the Cincinnati Bengals that took an L this weekend. They also gave up how many sacks? To seven that sacks. That would be seven. Seven. To a quarterback, and they paid money for an offensive line to protect him. I know it was the Steelers' defense, okay? Mm-hmm. And they also kept Joe Mixon under 100 yards. Minus the big run, that is a hell of a day for a defense that watched a, a team in your division go it, spend boo-boos it, of money on the it, OL. It really is. When we come back, the only segment that matters. Hey, moan, and I'm fired up. Let's go. <laughs> I see this. <laughs> Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show, where this segment, the Hey Moan segment, is brought to you by the Get-Go Cafe and Market, where it's all about quality. Three expert chefs fine-tune every detail so that every sub and burger, salad, wrap, drink, and appetizer gets made with fresh ingredients and always tastes amazing. Order your favorites at the Get-Go Cafe and Market today. Better believe it. Moan, you ready for a good one? Let's do it, man. Sean Campbell, a subscriber to DK Pittsburgh Sports, and one of the many people who had issues with your report card, because you know what? Every wow. report card that anybody does is wrong. You understand yeah. that, right? Yeah, I do. Because no one's grades are going to match yours. And I knew it, too. I absolutely knew it. So Ramon did his first report card for our website, and he he, he, he was a little bit tougher than I would have been on some. He was a little easier than I would have been on some, too. So, But Sean Campbell says, hey, Moan. All those interceptions and all those stops in the end zone, and you still can't give an A grade to the defense. Rough, man. <laughs> I got to say, I'm uh, with Sean here. I'm with Sean. Well, I broke them down as they were, though. Okay, defensive front. That's outside mm-hmm. linebackers and D-linemen because they all get after the quarterback and play the role. It's just different positioning. Okay, That was an A. That was an yeah, a. That, I gave them an A. Linebacker, C-. minus. C- that, but but TJ and Alex Highsmith. Well, no, no, no. I put oh, you, wait, you putting them in the front. I put oh, them in the defensive front. Okay. Yeah. All right. so your linebackers are just Miles Jack, mm-hmm. Devin Bush, and Robert and Spillane. Spillane. Yeah. Right. Okay. okay, that's the clarity we were needing right there. My bad. My bad. Miles man. Jack, though, ten tackles. Uh, Devin Bush. By the way, who felt really good about himself after the game, yeah. and I think should have, did a lot of that sideline to sideline stuff Which that he was good at. For yep. Yeah, which he's good at, but I didn't think they filled the holes in certain runs. I I thought Joe had a little bit more, you know, he won some war of attrition situations, man. Also, getting their hands on the ball as far as being right there in front of him wasn't as clear as I needed it to. Miles Jack, though, I will say early on, had a mean breakup on a huge, what was the second or third down? Yeah, he did. Huge, okay. But, of course, my thing was missing run gaps, getting in a hole, stopping Joe Mixon from getting those extra yards. It wasn't bad. It was a very successful day. 
But mm-hmm. there was just a little bit more that was needed in those situations. I saw them get absorbed and blocked sometimes. Like, you got to get off of that in a game like this. You better punch somebody under the chin, run through them. Well, since I'm representing Sean in this particular case, okay, I ahead. really am. Then you have secondary with a B. How yeah. many interceptions and pick sixes did you want them to have, Moan? Can you I say this? I, I acknowledge this, too. <laughs> Witherspoon's doing this to catch the ball. Cam Sutton is diving like it's something off some Renaissance painting to catch the ball. And and Minka, Minka, Minka was part of this. I know. I know. One of the greatest defensive performances individually you ever see. And Moan's sitting there going, I'm going to give him a B. But (laughs) listen, listen at this. Listen at the, you're not wrong at all. Okay. But can we talk about not being able to stop on that drive where Jamar Chase gets the catch for a touchdown? Can we talk about the tight red zone situations in which was there and they didn't capitalize on getting off the field? I'm with you. That could have easily been an A or A minus A plus hell. And people would have been like, yeah. That's but look, we never as good as you think it is, never as bad as you think it is, too. That's the world that I'm living in. You expect that one thing, no, we're gonna have it another. Okay, the, the guys playing out of position, you can look in my uh description of I said, look, this could have went a little bit higher, but the fact that you had guys able to walk down the field and play throw and catch 10 yards for 129, and I acknowledge Jamar Chase is that dude. Oh, what a player! Come on, what he's that dude. What is that all about? I wish I could tell you. I I hope we got one in the room. Deontay played lights out, but it wasn't all bad. Guys going down. I knew there was going to be some drop off. That's probably what I looked at more than anything was, all right, look, we got to keep them out of the game. You had them locked up. And again, I I thought with what they ran towards the tight red zone, as far as going, pushing the game into overtime was more or less just, um, guys being out of position and still not making those plays. I wasn't okay with that, DK. Sean, I did my best for you, my man. I did. I, I know to, you did. I went to bat. I did. If, if that's the case, then, well, Boz, I mean, special teams should have got an A-plus too then. But Boz missed kicks, okay? Um, the, the block extra point was phenomenal, though. Yeah, but DK, I'm safe because you know stuff. why. How about Gunner? How about Gunner with a big return? Oh my gosh! I mean, it was yeah. it was huge, but there was mistakes here and there. I'll say this though: overall, again, I told you, an A for the team. That was a huge statement game. You know that was at the net. end of the day, and that was the, the sentiment at the end of the day. Uh, they won a game in Cincinnati, and <laughs> they were peeling off the bruises and the stains and the blood and everything else, but they won a game in Cincinnati. Ramon, you've been there, my man. (laughs) That's why I gave that an A. Okay, so whatever I didn't give, you go grab that A and put that in the secondary, okay? (laughs) Let's do this again tomorrow. Yes, indeed.